Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! And welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 26th. I'm Caleb Mitchell. With me, Landon Raby. It's uh, it's good Sunday. Happy birthday, Brody. First off, happy birthday to our boy Brody. Yeah. Um, I didn't listen to the podcast because he sucks, but uh, <laughs> love him anyway. Great, great friend, right? Yeah, for, for sure. Um, <laughs> we've got a good show for you guys. Going to talk some football recruiting. Big weekend on Rocky Top. Got. Hey, two commits is two commits. Well, maybe maybe a bigger one coming down the road. I listen. You can be mad about the three stars, or you can just whatever. I don't know. I I gotta stay, I gotta stay off Twitter. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Um, yeah, yeah. Talk some basketball with with Kennedy Chandler getting taken in the second round of the NBA draft on Thursday night, um, and then College World Series. So two Mississippi State schools. First off, that hurts a little bit. Just a little bit. One that you swept. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, four and zero against the last two teams standing in the regular season. Kind of hurts a little bit, but I mean, it just it goes to show how difficult it is to to win a national championship in college baseball. Ole Miss was the last team in the field, and they end up winning the whole thing. And did it like? I mean, they lost that arc. Like they lost to Arkansas that one game. Other than that, like I, that was their only loss in the postseason. Besides, you know, losing the first game in Hoover, but that that was it. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty insane. I, I wonder what <clears throat> against the most unexpected wins, I guess, in college baseball. I wonder where that ranks. Got to be one of the. Yeah, it's got to be most, up there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Not that they, I mean they weren't the obviously I mean, they won the whole thing. Even going into it. It's just kind of like NCAA basketball where it's, you know, there's, there's going to be some teams that probably had a lot of talent that missed out, and they were almost yep. that. Not that they were the worst team in the field by any means, just how their schedule shook out at the end. I was just happy it wasn't Arkansas. Oh, my gosh. It, I, whatever. I, I And I do kind of hate that it's Ole Miss because we just – Lane Kevin's obsessed with Tennessee. He's going to drop some Tennessee-related tweet in the next 24 hours. <laughs> Well, the good thing is he never asked to prepare to win a national championship because that's never going to happen. So, <laughs> No, I'm pretty confident in that one, too. Yeah. I, I like that for sure. Um, well, let's jump right Let's jump right into our show then. Let's let's do some two, – two days after, or I guess really during the this weekend, um, you already have two commits. And you got a guy that he took his last visit in a dead period, that last visit before a dead period, and he's announced on July 4th. So that's a that's a big weekend. Yeah, and this was a weekend where, you know, you kind of lost some momentum. Tamarion Parker goes to Penn State. Carnell Tate goes to Ohio State. So, you know, there was some – a little bit of – there was definitely some freak out on Facebook and and some, you know, anonymous people on on Twitter um, that just like to have the – some kind of orange background or something like that. but yeah, uh, like th- this was a weekend to steal back some momentum, and I think Tennessee did that. From you know, you, you land two commits, and you know, you said this earlier. You know, you can cry and, and moan about three stars and stuff like that, but this, you know, Willie Martinez and um, Rodney Garner and you know Tim Banks, if they're willing to offer a kid, like that's gotta that's gotta mean something. It's not even so much that. It's just like, what, like how, how with COVID and everything, how can you like 
say their ranking is, is the end all be all. What do you What do you mean by that? What's well, I mean, just like with, with COVID, like they there weren't that many camps, so like. Oh, okay, okay. Is this that, being affected by that as as much though? I mean, they they've been able to go to two camp cycles now. Yeah, maybe not as much, but you know, still like they've been. You know, a three star isn't going to jump up to a five star. Oh from yeah, your sophomore yeah. year to a, so. Yeah, I mean, it is like there's plenty of three stars in the NFL. It's well, fine. It's and I just think it's also it, – I feel like this is how it's going to typically shake out, especially for the, – the Nico commit is – and it, it's not – it shouldn't be expected. That was an insane get. To get a five-star that early in the cycle who's that highly touted before – and and that's why, you know, his commitment is 100% a commitment. It's not a – it's verbal. <laughs> he hadn't signed anything, he hadn't committed – to come to Tennessee as far as that goes, he isn't required to. So that's, I mean, I think very much still something that may not happen if Tennessee has a bad year. So yep. when you when you look at when you get a commit in June, July, it's you it's rarely gonna be the top rated guys. Those guys are gonna wait, and if they like Tennessee, I mean, listen, let's just be honest as, as Tennessee fans, you're not getting you're sell you're selling a vision. You're not getting people because of what you've done. That, that's right. just how it is. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to wait and see how that vi- – so if you get a commit in June and July, just, like, take everything like that with a grain of salt because you shouldn't expect to get those four- and five-star guys, the highly touted ones right now. They're going to – most of them are going to see it. The Nico thing should not be an expectation. It, they exceeded expectations with getting a guy like that brought in and on board that early. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that, and, that's just relationships. And then after that, if, if you are landing some of those guys, like a, a Francis – um at IMG, you don't land that kid on July fourth without Nico. Well, yeah, yeah, and that 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 would be another example, I think, in my opinion, of you're exceeding expectations on the recruiting trail. We, you just can't expect any team to make an insane jump without win, without doing the actual thing that that people want to do, and that's winning. Mm-hmm. It's it's a stupid expectation to put on anybody, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it. Look at the offer list. That's what you need to go off of. You know, the like what's the difference in a you know the number five hundred ranked player and the number three hundred ranked player? Uh, there's a star difference, but is there really that big of a difference between the two? No, not really. Um so so look at the the offer list. We'll start with John Slaughter. Um he committed yesterday on his official visit. Um his offer list, Florida State, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Um out of the state of Mississippi. Um, you're able to, to beat him out for, you know, Ole Miss. You know, he, he wasn't taking pictures um, in front of, you know, a fancy car in a cul-de-sac somewhere with Lane Kiffin. So um, <clears throat> you land him, and then Jeremiah T. Lander, you beat him. You, you get him, and you beat out North Carolina, um, you know, which he's from the state of Georgia. You beat Auburn. And I think you beat Florida as well. So, you know, teams that, like – you want to be able to beat before you think you can compete with Georgia and Alabama. You need to beat them out for a cruise. And I feel like Tennessee's doing that right now. Yeah, again, I think it all goes back to the the realistic expectations that you put on a program. Mm-hmm. And, and those you talk about, yeah, the the stars only matter so much. I mean, obviously, it's a great way to easily for people like us and even you know that don't pay attention to the game all like pay attention to the game part of recruiting all that much it's an easy way to grade people but it goes way more into that and that but yeah i mean look at the offer list i think especially for um um jeremiah what's his last name t lander is it t lander yeah i don't think it was weird than that um his his offer list is pretty solid i mean in that class in uh a lot of teams or the like you said the teams you want to beat and then john slaughter's the kind of the same in that scenario too just um doesn't have i don't think he had ford on there did he john slaughter yeah no t lander had florida no he, he had yeah, kentucky had mississippi state Ole miss florida state um what's his bigger ones <clears throat> he's a six to 194 pound corner Safety ish, yeah. You know, he might play some nickel as well, but that's a that's a big DB to have 
um, back there roaming around. He's out of a, you know, South Haven isn't. Go ahead. I was just say he's real long too. I feel like yeah. he has a, his reaches. That's what stood out to me in terms of how great is he. He's like, uh, didn't impress me with a ton of speed, but I felt like he reached, he got to everything. Yeah, and plays some wide receiver too. Can go up and get the football. So um, definitely like the ball skills a little bit. So <clears throat> yeah, I just don't get the three star U. We have a five star quarterback committed, so that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Also, and, we have, like, you know, a top 15 class right now. I mean, that's – no one is going to be complaining if you're a top 15 program. So, having a top 15 class, I feel like that that should be kind of where Tennessee's at. Right now. Long-term, you'd obviously like to be in a better position. Um, right. But, I mean, a, a year right ago, now. this place right was now. underwater. Yeah, for right now, I'm, I'm not – am I ecstatic? Meh. Yeah, I'll temper I'll my expectation, uh, you know, my joy and expectations, um, kind of like I am about Josh Heupel right now. But as far as being like, all right, you can do, you can build something off of this, then yeah, I feel I feel good, I feel okay. Yeah, feeling good. Yeah, you just got to keep building on that momentum a little bit. It seems like um, it's when you every- it's when you stop building when it scares you, right? When you like that's and you see it with all the you see it with all these pro- with the last two programs we've seen come and go, especially. Yep. Yeah, you saw everybody kind of mention they had a great time on the lake, tubing and stuff. So, um, yeah, it seems like Tennessee had a good weekend. And, you know, some nice nice weather probably helped that out a little bit. Um, It's not so great right now. But, you know, got it out this weekend and got on the lake. Francis, Hunter Osborne, Jeremiah Cobb, uh, Jordan Matthews, Jakeem Jackson. I mentioned Nico. Ethan Davis was back in town for his official visit. T. Landers, Slaughter, I feel yep, like I'm missing Christian Conyer. So, yeah, a, a really big weekend for Tennessee. And, um, you know, I think they hope to land Francis. Um, he brought his family down. So, here's the thing with Francis. Like, people are like, oh, he, he lives – the closest school to his family would be USC. Yeah, but he, he goes to IMG. So, like, yeah. is, is is that really a factor? Maybe, but it it seems odd that you would send your kid to, you know, Bradenton, Florida. Right. And then just to have him go to USC. Like, why wouldn't he go to – if that was the, a big deal, why wouldn't you send him to, like, uh, Matter Day or De La Salle or, or something like that in California? Bishop yeah, Gorman, even a, in Nevada. A good point as far as – yeah, as far as distance. Yeah, that probably – isn't too much of a factor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, got to like Tennessee chances, you know, after he just coming off that official visit and then announcing he's going to do something July 4th. Um, I think that's big. So, hopefully you land him two five-stars. I don't think anybody's complain, complain about three-star you if you land Francis. Oh, well, first off, yes, there are. <laughs> <laughs> Second off, are we – this would be the one recruiting – or commitment show, I would accept. You know, I said no more hats for commitment shows. If he had fireworks that you know lit up in whatever school he was, going, that'd be pretty cool. Or did Respect. like the Hawka dance? That'd be cool too. I don't know what that has to do with July Fourth, but yeah, that's. Well, I'm just Samoa. <laughs> that that's that's the only thing I was. <clears throat> yeah, may, yeah, maybe he comes out with red, white, and blue shorts like everybody else. Um, in America, or did you ever get the old Navy T-shirts with the flag on it? Oh yeah, I feel like everybody and had the those. one dollar flip flops. Oh yeah, one dollar flip flop presentation. God, back when Old Navy was good, man. Dude, Old Navy's still good. Don't sleep on Old Navy. No, no, no trash. You're sleeping on Old Navy. Trash. Pizza. It's it, it, it's it's in front of me. I'm sorry. You're gonna eat what? I have a banana pudding milkshake, and I've got to eat it. It's look, sitting in front of me. It just looks delicious. I thought you said uh, banana pepper, and I'm like, oh. Ooh. Yeah, milkshake, banana pepper milkshake. Because I just saw you eat it with a spoon. I'm like, that's kind of strange. Just one banana pepper. A single banana pepper is sitting in front of me. Mm-hmm. I must eat it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, man. 
We're hot. I'm interested to see your classmates. Like, what do you think? I mean, I feel like they're addressing a lot of them right now. Obviously, I can see maybe more like graded out talent, but I feel like they've done a good job of addressing needs. Yeah, I feel like one thing you need is I think you'd like to add another running back. I think Will Stallings is, um, you know, a good back, but I feel like you could use maybe a, a speedster or a kind of a third down back if you if you needed one of those, maybe a little scat back or something like that. I know, I know Cam mm-hmm. Seldon could maybe fit that mold. He could also play wide receiver, but having Jeremiah Cobb in this weekend – out of uh, Montgomery Catholic in Alabama. I feel like that's that was a big one they'd like to get in the mix for. Uh, I think Auburn and Clemson are his biggest um, schools along with Tennessee. Jordan Thomas, uh, 2022 signee, also went to the same high school, so I'm sure there was a pool there. I saw that they had a picture together um, in one of Tennessee's photo shoots this weekend. So that, that was – I don't know. Um, I would like to see another back. I would like to see a taller wide receiver. Um, I think Nathan, Nathan Laycock was – I forgot to mention him earlier. He was on his official visit. Um, that's somebody that they would like to get in more with. He's from North Carolina, so North Carolina is a, a school to, to beat there. Um, yeah, and I think defensive line. Yeah. Just bigger well, defensive linemen. And that's the thing too about Tennessee next year, and you won't you won't entirely know. Probably, I mean, it could be as late as I, I guess spring start of spring practice, seeing guys decide to come back because there's still plenty of guys left with COVID years on the mm-hmm. roster. But I feel like Tennessee is just losing. I mean, they'll lose they'll lose quite a bit of talent, but it's also just bits and pieces of certain positions. So I feel like they've gone out and just addressed about every single position need as far as just getting bodies in here. Like you said, going back to running back, love to see more of a speed type back and, um, you know, and addressing needs like that. But I feel like as, as far as just plug and position, I'm pleased with quite a bit of the talent that they've gotten at spots. I mean, um, you've got Caleb Herring committed and then obviously quarterback um, are, are address needs that you've already addressed. So I feel like they've done a good job of that. And I mean, obviously, you see stuff kind of pan out, but. Yeah, I, I've been pretty pleased. Yeah, I mean they they've got some some in state guys, but they've also gotten people from, you know, Will Stallings is from Nevada. You got uh, Nico from California, mm-hmm. um, John Slaughter from Mississippi. They got people from Georgia. Um, so I like how they have a good mix in that as well. It's just not all in state kids. You know, you got a kind of a little bit of um, everywhere in there, and then. I'd like to see some more cornerbacks. I forgot to mention that. You're kind of set at in the back end with um, Jack Luttrell, Sylvester Smith, and um, John Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of your safeties in this class. Um, but I, I'd like to see some more, like, true corners. Um, you kind of addressed that need yeah. this, this last uh, weekend before the dead period with Jordan Matthews and Jakeem Jackson, Christian Conyer. Um, those are three guys that, that Tennessee would like to – to get in this class as well. But yeah, I, I just think they've kind of they've kind of addressed the guys that are leaving. Like Caleb Herring, you know, you're gonna lose Byron Young after this year. Um yeah. safety, you're gonna Trayvon Flowers, Jalen McCullough's probably gone. Um you're losing a lot of people from the the secondary total. Yeah. Uh linebacker and you know Jeremy Banks, Jawan Mitchell. I saw Jawan Mitchell last night at DGB. Um, playing some pool. Um, yeah, I like the offensive lineman. Definitely, if you add Francis, so defense, defensive line, cornerback, and you know maybe another running back is mm-hmm. what I look for for Tennessee to, um, you know, just add to that checklist. Go win some ball games. Go win some ball games this fall. People will want to be here if you go win some ball games. It's that simple. But you've gotten so many people close. They're like people are interested in it. Go please point some ball games. Can, can I uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So <clears throat> so Nico's coming in, highest rated quarterback Tennessee's ever signed since they started really keeping rankings. Um are you are you are you all in? Like 
do you do you believe that he could be the the next quarterback or are you kind of holding holding the water a little bit because you know people thought the same thing about Harrison Bailey too well first off i mean i'm always you always got to be a little cautious expect, they're they're You've seen it time and time again. It's statistically more likely that he's not that good, uh, if we're just being honest. Now, if you look at him from just someone who watches football often, and he looks really freaking good. Yeah. And then people smarter than me, and and it makes sense that he has the the tangibles to fit really nicely into Josh Heupel's offense, so it's a kind of best of both worlds there. There's not really any questions about it. So that makes me feel better. I, I I don't see any reason to believe that he's not all he's hyped up to be, but it just is the way it is. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I mean, for all we know, Arch Manning won't be all he's cracked up to be at Texas, for all we know. Uh, it just is the way. It, it is what it is. But I think you can't convince me he's not going to be good right now. So, yes, you're, you're going to say yes. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone should be. <laughs> if you, I don't – how can – how can anyone sit here and say just flat out he's not, it's not going to work out at Tennessee? What do you have to go off of? Just That's probably just other the people? history of Tennessee, <laughs> but but it's other people. It's not him. I mean, right? Yeah. Let's wait. Yeah. And, let's it's... wait and see. And Harrison Bailey. I know you compare him to Harrison Bailey. I feel like that's just a lot different. He was. I agree. He was highly rated, but he also came into just a really bad situation to overall. It doesn't seem mm. Nico. Nico may not have the job day one. When he comes in, there's going to be some good quarterbacks in front of him. Um, Joe Milton will still be here, right? He had three years. Yes. So Joe, I mean, and we've seen Joe Milton play, but that's also he could if he play. wants it, I guess. You know, he has a freakish amount of talent, so it's hard to ever completely put him out of a race, in my opinion. Yeah. Just because he's gonna he's gonna wow you, <laughs> he is. So no, I, I mean. But I don't have any. You no, know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a yes. But I think every, I think everybody should be a yes. Is, is why I said all that. That's fair. Yeah, I mean the Harrison Bailey thing. I think, you know, just this offense didn't fit him anyway. And when you look at where he transferred, you're like, okay, he wasn't a five yeah. star. Right. Like, I'm sorry. No offense to the running rebels at UNLV, but <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with oh, you. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if he, he starts as a true freshman. I don't know if it's fair to put that kind of expectation on him. Um, but I do think it's going to be interesting off season when he gets here. For, oh, for sure. And, and, you know, seeing how Tavian looks too, well, you don't really know. And you may you may not know at that point either by the time that um, – that QB competition starts up. You still may not yep. know. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see Hypel how I don't want to jump too far ahead of this season, but it will be interesting to see how Hypel will handle his second QB competition. His first one, listen, it's a it's a great F. I'm sorry. I, I'll be fair to to say I know it's probably hard to evaluate Hendon Hooker because he makes a lot of plays after first contact or you know when you would blow the whistle dead in a in a normal practice. So I'll be fair to Hypel there, but you just have to call it for what it is. His first QB competition was an F. Hendon Hooker was the clear number one. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. But that that's that's just the case. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles the second. Yeah. I, I will give him this. He did when, you know, the first quarterback wasn't getting it done. He did make the switch. And well, then technically, <clears throat> technically, Joe Milton got hurt. Didn't he? I thought. I thought he came out of the game for an injury. Whether it's, I I can look it up. Uh, well, I don't. Really I don't remember it. it. Maybe he did. Um, but still, still, he didn't waver. Like, even if it was an injury, oh. Hinton Hooker. Yes, like no, he's, he's stuck with Hinton Hooker. Not okay, like that's fair. I should, JP. I should count that in. Yeah, it says left with the left the game with an injury just before halftime. So yeah, I'll give okay. So I'll bump that up. We'll call it a we'll call it a C minus because okay. I agree he did. You a lot of people would go back on the guy they believed to be the number one, but when Hendon Hooker outshone him, he called it. You know, 
Yeah. He called it, made the decision, and went on. But, yeah, it was because of injury when he first exited the game. Okay. Yeah. Well. <sighs> yeah, no, you talked me out. It sucks that an injury helped us find it, but. And in scrimmages, like, it... yeah, like you mentioned, it could be an F because he, he wasn't the clear-cut favorite. But when you're scrimmaging and everything, I don't think there was anybody that expected that thought Hennon Hooker was I mean watching the spring game is a perfect example yeah so guy's just a gamer some people are I don't get it but some people are Josh Dobbs the same way the SEC scrimmage or the the spring scrimmage sorry I just saw someone hilarious Um, the spring scrimmage it's a a practice I mean there's still not like you said he's a gamer there's not game aspects in it um, it's way closer to a practice than a game, but yeah, I mean, whatever it is, it, it's got to be. It's got to be hard to evaluate when you do have a guy like Joe Milton throwing the ball anywhere he wants to, um, and then Hendon Hooker, who, like I said, I mean, a lot of his plays are like Josh Dobbs. It's breakdown, and he makes something happen. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, hopefully, hopefully, we get better play from our offensive line this year. We get better play from. Hen and Hooker, especially from the get go, I, I would I would hate to see a struggle um, against Akron. That would, I, I yeah, think there that, there was a lot of hype about us playing Bowling Green just because it was his first year, new yeah. quarterback. You know, there was some excitement, and even though we won, you won that game, it wasn't you didn't dominate. By no, it course. wasn't. It wasn't the best, and I mean, I, I understand the how those games kind of operate sometimes sometimes it's just tough to completely dominate for four quarters just because of the way you play those games but i think to you do go into pit the next saturday it's a i think it's an important game to for the offense to look as close to good as possible before yeah. i don't know i how many new wrinkles are you throwing in? What what film? Is, that was my argument to Butch Jones. You 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 ran all this vanilla crap against these terrible teams, yet you still got out schemed. Explain yeah. it. There's enough film on you out there. Just go play ball. Well, and Tennessee has the Georgia State game to look back. Hey, you don't want to be too vanilla. <laughs> no, no. Well, and that's just that was that was terrible. That was, yeah. Oh, that that made me question my fandom. I won't lie to anyone. And a little unfair expectation on Josh Heupel for me. You have to beat Florida this year. I, I'm almost in that same boat with you, just because the mess they're in now, too. Yeah, I mean they're they're not good. You haven't beat them in so long. Again, it's not Josh Heupel's fault, but I feel like this program definitely needs to knock off Florida. Um, you get them at home. Mm-hmm. You do a you know a quarterback that you haven't had um, in a long time play against them. You should have beat them last year. Right. No, I, you say it's unfair to put the – I don't think you're putting the, necessarily the past on it. It's just this has been one of the best years that's lined up that it's like Tennessee on that Saturday is probably a better team. I think we're favored, which – Yeah, right. When so has Tennessee ever – when have we been favored against Florida in the last 10 years? Yeah, I, I would think probably in 16 we were, right? Maybe. I don't know it was a come behind win, but I, I we was, had to uh, if it, if it, we weren't favored, it was a push. It was really close. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, straight up, just money line. Even, yeah. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, I mean, that's got to be one of the only ones. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, surely. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I don't think it's unfair to ask for that that Florida win. Um. I mean, this is a when it lines up, and I think there's going to be a lot of sneak. Uh, listen, I don't think Spencer Rattler will pan out at South Carolina. But if he does have a pretty good season, that's a team that could scrape a few random wins off the board they probably shouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. Tennessee included in that. God, I'll be so upset. Right. Oh. And, I mean, not that he has a ton of talent around him, but a guy like that changes the game. And they, they aren't they aren't in Vanderbilt's position. <laughs> yeah, a douchebag like that, it's, it's going to hurt a lot worse if you lose to him. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And, and listen – if history tells us anything, we want to talk history. If history tells us anything, he won't even finish the season as a starter. Yeah, they'll have to get another grad coach to to go out and suit up. I like it. I'd love to see that. I uh, I should have tweeted my 
I don't I don't what what's what's South Carolina's history with quarterbacks? What's what's Shane Beamer's history with quarterbacks to to tell you that Spencer Rattler is going to even come close to that or be being a a solid being an all SEC quarterback? God, I can't wait till they're celebrating a win over like Vanderbilt or something. Um, he threw by, for like 365 <clears throat> yards or something. By, by a touchdown, and mm-hmm. Shane Beamer's out there celebrating, and I'm I'm straight up tweeting that of him covered in that mayonnaise. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's a big win, baby. <laughs> yeah. Little mayo action. God. I think I, – I, I don't know. I don't – I think my – my hate for South Carolina comes so much that they've just never ever really been better than Tennessee. And they think they have been forever. Yeah. It's like, even in your best seasons, you, you were just right there with Tennessee. Yeah. Probably, you probably lost to them too. And Butch Jones. Yeah. You had a losing record against Butch Jones. That's why they hire Will Muschamp. They're like, we're sick of losing to Tennessee. He's <laughs> going to get at least one on them. Yeah. <laughs> So much. And what an incredibly stupid hire by South Carolina. I love it. It was fantastic to watch unfold. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, what's up with them? I mean, I know like people like believe in Beamer, but you can't really think that that's going to be a great hire. Nothing points to it being a good hire right now. Right. And, And like his resume wasn't good. Like it Everybody's like, who the hell is Shane Beamer? I like, I think most people just knew who his dad was. Right. Kinda yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Oh. So South Carolina just hired their Derek Dooley. Good for them. I hope so. Well, see, but the funny thing is, is they won't, they won't know for a while because Derek Dooley was kind of exposed. Uh, he's probably exposed earlier than that. But when you saw him losing to Kentucky, that was kind of the final nail in the coffin. You're like, yeah, okay. This guy's really bad. Yeah. I think that was the Kentucky game, too, that a wide receiver played quarterback. Gross. We somehow always talk about the most miserable losses. (laughs) Oh. It always happens. We always get there. It may take us some time. We may do it from the get-go, but it always happens. You just got to laugh. Cry. Oh yeah. Oh, that's football. Not not a lot of them in my adult life, thank thankfully, but only a few. The BYU game, I, I was the BYU game. I was willing to. I, I almost put the the dead chain on our program. Death. I thought we were done. Well, I guess the jury's the, still out. But the Florida game in 2017. I didn't think we were dead. I just thought we were stupid. <laughs> when you're you're really close to death, I always when you're stupid. But that was one of the more miraculous losses I've ever seen in my entire life. Truly, I think the Kentucky loss at home two years ago. No, that one. But Tennessee should have Tennessee should have won Florida. They should have won that game. Oh yeah, that's why I say one of the most miraculous losses. You, you literally handed it to him. Kentucky game, you just got beat. <laughs> you were just bad. So, you what does that Georgia beat. game look like if Juwan Jennings doesn't catch that Hail Mary? Is that another miraculous oh, loss? A hundred percent miraculous loss. God. We just mentioned three of those losses, and all three of the or three of those games. One of them was almost lost, thanks to Juwan Jennings. But all beat deep. All three of them beat deep. Kentucky, we, we weren't beat deep. We were just beat. Oh, I, you said BYU. So oh, I was thinking, yeah. I was okay. thinking BYU, Florida, and, and that Georgia yes. game. Yeah. I thought you – okay. Yes, no, you're right. All, you, all of them you let someone get behind you for whatever reason. Makes no sense. Maybe Josh Heupel never will get beat deep since we keep literally everything in front of us to the point that it pains me to watch. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> Third and 15, 16 yards, here it comes. <laughs> 15 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee, though. Tennessee, well, I know. 
Tennessee gets third and 15, and we get 14 and a half yards. 14 and three quarters <laughs> of a yard. Oh, it's brutal, man. That's they don't what, dude, gain that's, 15 yards. Dude, and that still irritates me about the Ole Miss game. It's like, it was, we never had that first down. But, God, what a terrible spot. What a just atrocious spot. Yep. Causes a touchdown. Tyler Barron, touchdown. I hate refs. I hate refs so much. Joe Milton throws it out of the back of the end zone on fourth down. Oh, you, no, can't we, make, you can't make this deserve, stuff up. We didn't deserve to win that game. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, and then can we talk? Like, do you really like I don't I don't care that people call us trashy for it or you know, classless and all that other garbage. Like that doesn't bother me. It is what it is. Every fan base does it. But it's so like when I look back on it, that night was so annoying. The throwing beer cans, water bottles, mustard bottle. I respect the someone taking their moment to get Lane Kiffin with a golf ball. That I do respect. But yeah, all of it, I'm just like, guys, can we please stop? He's going to suit up for South Carolina next year. Whoever threw that ball. <laughs> They'll need him. Yeah. They'll need him. No, I was just, can we please watch football, please? That's why I came here. And then I realized, like, we are not out of this game yet. It hasn't ended. I kind of hate that we're not, like, I get like throwing a mustard bottle because mustard is the shittiest condiment. Um, Relish? I don't really consider that as a condiment. Well, it, okay. It, like more of like a, it's more of like a topping. I feel like it's it's a condiment. I when you like go get condiments at Neyland Stadium, relish is an option. But I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a topping. Like the a, point like mustard a, is like a, a chili. Thing to throw. Ketchup's not that funny to throw. Mustard yeah. is though. Yeah, like you can. Who cares? We waste mustard. That's ugh. But I hate that we're kind of known as the mustard bottle people now. Well, we also. I mean, we've just adopted it, which doesn't yeah. help the. No, it's yeah. It is what it is. I mean, like I said, I don't. It doesn't bother me. It's just it. It got very annoying. That game got very annoying fast. Yeah, I get it. I was that mad too. Did you throw anything? No, I didn't. I didn't have anything to throw. You didn't have a water bottle or anything with you? Coke, Coke can? I Not think it was can. gone Coke in cup? like the first quarter. You had a beer cup with you? You didn't buy beer that game? I, it was empty. I, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have made it. There's no way I bought beer that game. We Too much was consumed prior. Yeah, there's a lot. Game, so. Usually somebody buys me a beer. That's not a flex. Mm-hmm. That just somebody right. always gets me a beer. Somebody. I got your friends. I know, dude. Sit up there. Nah, ZZ11. Bring me a beer you. while you're at it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> let's talk some let's, – let's, let's flip to some basketball. Okay. Football might be bringing us down, and we're trying to get fired up this season. I am, I am fired up. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, I think it's gonna be a fun one. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm interested the the position I'm most interested in seeing. I'm interested in seeing who wins that starting linebacker position beside Jeremy Banks. Okay. Is it Juwan Mitchell, Aaron Beasley? Can we get some better play? Is it somebody else? Is it can Elijah Herring get in there? Yeah, that I mean it's it's definitely a I I, I mean but I also don't. I'm not necessarily excited for that one. I'm excited though for who are the two behind, who are the two other wide receivers? Well, I guess maybe, so. Maybe who's the third? It's say it's probably a toss up. Maybe Ramel Keaton. Yeah, maybe Jalen Hyatt. I think Jalen Hyatt has a lot to do. What? Oh, you think like are you talking about the starters? Yeah, who the other two starters are? I mean, I we know Cedric Tillman, and then who's who's filling? Yeah, out I, the rest I, of I think it'll most probably be. Um, Jalen Hyatt and probably Brew McCoy, if I had to guess. Oh, oh yeah, I mean that Brew McCoy is a good, good chance to be started there. Yeah, no, I th- yeah. but I think it's, it's very much. I I think up in it's the open. air. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because I think that one is gonna. There could be some guys that that shine there. Maybe yeah. who, who's I'm behind them is, is what I want to know. 
that that too. I, well, I think you have a lot of bodies there and a lot of capable bodies. I think it's just yeah. finding who's going to be the most consistent, who's going to be the better of the that group. I, I think is interesting. Yeah, you got the Jimmies. You got um that buttload of freshmen that you saw in last class and Caleb Webb, uh, Chaz Nimrod, um, Squirrel White, and then I, I don't think we mentioned this last week, but Cam Miller came in as a wide receiver, but it looks like he is um playing defensive back at this point. Oh, interesting. Looks like he went through spring as a wide receiver, but I saw the picture of, you know, how everybody kind of went out to dinner and they posted the pictures on social media. He was with the yeah. defensive backs. So, looks like he is on that side of the ball right now, which, hey, whatever. Move some eyes around. Find where you fit. Yeah. You're young, too. Yeah. So, I mean, go, yeah, go make some plays. Yeah, let's get to basketball. I tried to end it on a, on a good note. Yeah, that, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, Kenny Chandler, staying home. Staying 901. Yeah. Um, 38th pick in the draft, second round to uh, – I think the Spurs actually drafted him, traded him. Yeah, why do they do it that way? Why do they not just allow the – I don't have any clue. Um, <clears throat> no clue. But, um, yeah, going back to Memphis, and that, that was kind of like a lot of mock drafts had him going around that spot to Memphis late in the first round, and then – you know, it seems like I think they passed him up twice and they end up trading for him later on in the draft, which for Memphis, I mean, you got to be ecstatic. Like, you're thinking, like, hey, we could get this kid in the first round. He falls. Um, you know, Hyde had something to do with it. I'm sure free throws didn't help either. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't understand why everybody pegged him for a first rounder and then. The draft didn't make sense anyway. Jabari Smith was minus 155 on Monday. And then when it got to draft night, he was like minus 2,000 to be the number one pick. And he goes third. So, yeah, it's it didn't make a lot of sense. But, um, yeah, good for him. He, he, here's his name called. It's just weird to me that Grant Williams and I think Admiral – Keon and Jaden all went before. And I know size had a lot to do with that, but like, I mean, when you look at production and just playmaking ability in general, Kenny Chandler is by far better than all four of those. Yeah. I I mean, I guess, I mean, a lot of people won't say size was a complete decider. That kind of blows my mind, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, because like in your ranking based on your translation to the NBA, and if so, that doesn't make any sense. How was he a five star if <laughs> he was just small? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, he's going to Memphis, going back home. I was, I'm not shocked that he he fell that low. I'm just, I'm shocked that it would be all about size. That that's what would surprise me. I mean, there, there's a guy that Kentucky averaged like three points per game that went like seventh or eighth. Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. Whatever. I mean, it, it's a Wings League. I think uh, KD tweeted that um, on, on draft night, and it for sure is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he gets – he probably has a chance. He, he's already worked out with John Morant. Um you know, knows that city, so I'm sure it's it's going to be an easy um, process for him to kind of get used to everything, and hopefully he finds a role in the team. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that kind of all takes place. It's definitely interesting to be in a – I was – I'm shocked. I'm interested to see how Memphis uses him and, and where he can – Yeah. How they want – where his expectation to contribute comes from. Um Obviously, I expect him to be in the G League, but when will his time come, I guess? And what does yeah. it look like? I, I don't know enough about the NBA. The little I do know, Memphis didn't make a ton of sense, so I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I, I, def, I definitely don't think he's a starter anytime soon, especially in Memphis with, with John Morant. But, um, I mean, Grant Williams was kind of the hero of Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals, so – Carve your role out and, you know, 
be a be the sixth man of the year. There's an award for that. So, good point. Good point. Called World Series. Congratulations, Ole. I'm I'm really just happy for you, Landon. I'm really happy for you getting that win. That's big dubs. I, I needed that. You got a big win yesterday, though. Got a huge win, and I I, I almost over I thought I, I almost overthought it. So glad I didn't. Glad when I you sent it to me, out. I was like, dude, I don't even know what this is, but yeah, That's, sure. Did you play it? I didn't. I I, I didn't See know that? what to really go off of until I think the first game I already started. So that you had nothing to go off of except my word. Then you <laughs> I didn't even know where to go to. I was like, what are these teams? Oh, why didn't you just ask? I, I was I was busy yesterday. I I really didn't. And and to be fair, I feel like it's obvious. It's not baseball. It's not NHL. Yeah, I, I, it's stuff that I just don't know. And I sometimes I do it, but yesterday I just like didn't. I was like, I don't know these teams. I'm definitely not gonna even attempt That's fair. it. Now you know. Now I know. Yeah, I believe Caleb. Oh, those were yeah. I won't. I won't send you all bad beats. Any questionable ones, I, I keep close to the card because they're usually the better odds too. And I don't want to ruin my juju by giving you guys. Free I money. freaking played. Dylan sent those UFC ones. Yesterday. Yeah, what the hell? you don't know, care about UFC. I know. I was just like, oh, cool. Bad night. I mean, I didn't like. I, I just put them on a parlay. Oh, okay. I think and maybe I played one of them. But I only put like ten bucks on it. I didn't. Gotcha. Fair. It's fair. Back to the yeah. College World Series after our gambling tangent. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. We talked about it on Thursday a little bit in terms of just the two more unexpected teams to be there. Sure enough, they're in the final. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost went and put a lot of money on Ole Miss after Saturday night. They look so much better than Oklahoma. I didn't know how you give that up in game game two. The, how much better you look Saturday night. So, should have done it. Landon got in on it early. Made a lot of money doing it. Smart man. Listen, I'll never root for an SEC team to win it. Yeah. Like, I don't believe in that conference broad bull crap. But I'm also not upset to see an SEC team win it, if that makes sense. Well, here's a – I'm never going to cheer for one either. But I'm also – if you ask me who I think is going to win, it, nine times out of ten, it's <laughs> going to be the team that's in the best conference in college baseball. Yeah. No, 100% agreed. Yeah. Even if they're they pitch their ace um, before the championship series, I don't care. Tim Elko, Gonzalez. I called um, a miss before the SEC champion SEC tournament. By the way, wait, what? I called Ole Miss dead. <laughs> Dude, everybody thought they were dead. They're going to fire their coach. Yeah, they're last in the SEC standings in I think March or May. I think May. Um, Ofer and and uh, Hoover, last team in. It's meant to be. Baseball is a crazy sport. It's insane. It makes no sense. It's a game of failure. You know, millionaires fail seven out of ten times. Some more than that. <laughs> but the like the really great ones Gary fail stuff right there. Huh? You just went Gary V on me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. Like, 300 is like a great average. Oh, no, it's 100%. It's, yeah. And it's stupid. Like, it's so dumb. I'm – oh, my God. I'm so jealous of Ole Miss fans. Like, watching them celebrate, I'm like, damn. It could have been us. It really could have been us. It's going to – here's – I do believe it's going to be us one day. So, that gives me – Yeah. I believe. I think sooner rather than later, too. Yeah, I think Tennessee's got a really good, you know, that pitching staff coming back is incredible. Yeah. So yeah, just got to plug in some pieces, and uh, you really don't you lose you lose a lot of wow factors. You really only lose one big productive piece. In turn, in terms of guys that guy that churned out wins for you, that's Redmond. Oh, pitching wise. Yeah. Yeah. You only lose one big production piece in that that pitching staff. Blade. Blade, yes, but I mean, he like didn't start year. until yeah, yeah. I mean, so in terms of production, you still have guys there that can do similar. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Not a knock on blade at all. It's just 
kind of how the season shook out. You had a lot of production before he, um, before he came back. I mean, yeah. this is what it is. Yeah, it seems like Camden kind of posted that he's probably gone. Um, I thought Christian Lawson's post on Instagram was kind of. I didn't see that. Um, it just it just seemed like a goodbye. Which I don't. I'm, hey, man, if you if you go get drafted, I'm not going to sit here and and dog you for it. I, that was one I just expected to be back. Right. Um. Will Mabry is somebody I'm sure that they would love to get back that is draft eligible. You know, he's a guy out of the pen that probably had the best stuff wise, especially Velo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was 93, 94. Um, you know, him working on that cutter, I, I think is going to probably make him some money. So, you know, if he decides to come back, I think he's probably your best pitcher out of the yeah. pen, that reliever role. Um, if not, uh, it's, that's another guy that you're going to have to replace, um, and need to get some production out of somebody else. Yeah. If, if Will does go, that's a, that is a, that's a hitch production for sure. Mm-hmm. More than just talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, I'm, I mean, I, I like, like this year, I mean, you have to, hopefully there's guys behind these, um, you know, Trey Lipscomb, uh, Drell Ortega, Gilbert. Beck that mm-hmm. are hungry and ready to go. Um, cause you're gonna need that production. If, if you want to kind of build on what you did this year and, you know, with kind of build behind that loaded pitching staff you have, uh, I, you have to have some of those guys. LSU, I mean, they just transfer portal after transfer portal. Christian Little, they get from Vanderbilt, they land Tommy Tanks. Um, I just saw before we got on that they hired the twins pitching coach. So, um, you know, they're, they're expecting to have a big year next year. Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan will be back. Um, so that, that team's going to be absolutely loaded. So how, how can Tennessee kind of, I don't want to say match that, but, you know, have guys with, with similar production. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like you said, one of going to be one of the more loaded teams in the SEC. Yeah, and you didn't play them this year, so I, I don't know what the SEC schedule oh, looks like. But I, I don't think they have it out yet. Yeah, but I'm sure LSU will probably be on the schedule somewhere. Yep. It'll probably be at Baton Rouge because you, they played mm-hmm. here last time. No, it doesn't look like they released the 2023 schedule yet. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a, a little bit before that happens, but yeah, I saw that yesterday, them just kind of loading up, and I'm like, damn it. But we got Maui Ahuna. We, we got one of those pieces. I, I think we could land a another pitcher would probably help. Um, also, Seth Halverson's back, so that, that's yeah. going to be big for Tennessee to get a guy like that um, back in the rotation. I don't know what that rotation really looks like. Dolander is going to be part of it. Chase Burns, you know, you got Drew Beam, Seth Alverson can start, or he could be a reliever. Um, he throws pretty hard. He was Missouri's ace a couple years ago. So um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that looks. Yeah. Excited again for, for another. Run it back. Big, yeah. It's like another big year. It'll be another fun year for sure. Zach Joyce, he's back. It's interesting. We got some some pieces. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, do we get any questions before the show? I didn't see any. All right, we got most important to fail. My phone died, so I'm going to try to remember some of these off the dome. Okay. I know my fail is uh, I joked about maybe the Yankees getting worse with – the, the change in ball and, and how they prep their game balls now. And they got no hit by the Astros yesterday. So, yeah, like 16 straight innings, they didn't have a hit. It, it led into today, too. But so, guess yeah. what? Yeah, Aaron Judge hit that freaking three on walk off in the 10th. Didn't, didn't mean to skip on to the fail of the week, but needed, needed to mention the someone's Yankees. I felt that shot, Caleb. I felt it. <laughs> Um, 
my most important was the the lightning. They had a a watch party for the the game in Colorado the other night at their their arena, and they had I don't know exactly the technology, but they had on the ice like the lights were off. I'm sure most people watch on the jumbotron anyways. I'm sure no one watched this, but they had real live game updates on the ice. So it had like a projection of the players moving around on the ice. It looked very cool. Well, like a game cast kind of thing? Yeah, like a game cast. And then it was just individual players. Like they had the goalies in their positions and then people, quote unquote, skating around on the ice. It was very, cool. it was very neat. Hmm. Um, Mine is uh, the Neyland Stadium renovations. Getting some stadium Wi-Fi. God, I hope it happens this season. Good lord, it's about damn time. Yeah, I hope I hope it's in place for this one. There's no way it's going to be great, but it's got to be better than what they got now. And if and if you don't, okay, yeah, good point. It's probably not going to be great. So let's do this with the stadium Wi-Fi. Can we get better score updates, please? Because that's yeah. really what I want my phone for most of the time in the stadium. Is I want to check scores of other games. Yeah, there's like one place where you can see scores, but they really only show the SEC. They don't really show the top 25. or And they're rarely updated by uh, like series. Mm-hmm. It's usually quarter updates. Yeah. And they're slow to update them. So just give us a better give us a better place to check scores. Even if it's on a board, like a TV in the um, uh, concourse. Like, when I go out to the bathroom, let me check scores. Okay. Well, TV next to the concession stand or something? Yeah, exactly. Well, they they have those TVs next to concession stands, but they're just running the game, which is nice. I appreciate that. But I I like score updates, too. Yeah, like, there should be more than just one, like, goes across the screen. It should be, like, a couple... That you could be, yeah. you you should be able to see. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. Wi-Fi will be good though, if it, if it, if it's good, good Wi-Fi. It's gonna be Verizon um, probably. Yeah. It's garbage. Uh, last most important I have is Max Ferguson. Uh, stole his fiftieth base so far this season. Um, in the minors, so really killing it. How many games have they played in the minors? <laughs> Um, I can look that up, actually. It can't be that many. What do you think? 60 to maybe 70 games? Don't give me games. Can you see the record? What's what's the record? He's got 235 at-bats this season. Oh, shoot. What's, what's his team name? Lake Elsinore Storm. What's that? That is in um, San Diego. No. Over there. They're the affiliate of the Padres. I don't know where Lake Elsinore is. It's somewhere in California. Oh, is it? Yeah. Are they in the California League at least? Uh, so 68 games. That's a lot of stolen bases. For that is. Yep. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Any more most important? Mm-mm. Um, I got to fail. And I'm going to send, I'm going to send this to you because I, I want you to see this. Uh, is it a picture or video? It's a it's a picture. Okay. Should get on. So uh, fails on Michigan State for their recruiting. Oh. They literally have just a um, I don't even know what you call this, like a love seat kind of thing. Oh. What? And a goat on a leash. Yeah. What is happening? What I just sent it to you. Did you get it? Yeah, what is going on? Oh, you, you can't. Your phone's dead. I forgot you can't see it. Uh, I can see it on my. No, I can see it. I got. I mean, what the hell? 
That's yeah, the cool, cool photo shoot that you do. What's a go have to do with anything? I don't know. That jacket's pretty sweet, though. But yeah, what is going on? Interesting. I don't understand it. Yeah, would you call, would you call that a love seat, or would you call it like a... That just looks like a mid-century recliner. Like a therapist-type deal. Yeah, that, that's what therapeutic... Um... <laughs> God, what are those things called? The couches that they have. I don't know. I'd like to see the results of this photo shoot. Are they just laying down with the goat? Are they, I guess. Wait a minute. So here's the question. Is there a video of them doing it to the goat, or do we just have to assume that they did do it to the goat? Mm. I don't know. I, I just don't, under, I don't understand what this... Like, they how do you take this and be like, dude, you got to go to Michigan State, dude. You can take a picture with a goat. Like, that's not cool. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear the explanation. Also, the goat doesn't have horns. That's not cool. It's like a baby goat. <laughs> yeah, like, they're, they're the Spartans. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm out. I don't understand half recruiting anyways, so yeah, that's good. I'm out of that. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? Um... Oh, this is cool. So NBA draft, um, there's a, a graphic of the Kings. You know, it was one pick away from greatness. Oh, did you see this? No. Um, dude, what are those foldable like couch into a bed? What are those called? I can't uh, think of what it's oh called. Oh my gosh, uh, Murphy beds. No. Oh wait, couch into a bed, uh, futons. Futon. Yeah, that's what that's what that looks like. On the field. Oh, okay. Futon a, a go. That's your big recruiting pitch. Good for you. Um, but yeah, this is a graphic about the Kings, and it was one pick away from greatness. It had a 2011 pick, 2012 pick, and 2018 pick. So their 2011 pick was Jimmer Fredette, and it had the next pick behind them. So the next pick behind Jimmer Fredette was Clay Thompson in 2011. Um, Terrence Robinson was number their number five pick in 2012. The pick behind him was Damian Lillard to the Trailblazers. And then 2018, they picked Marvin Bagley number two overall. The number three player was Luka Donich. So they had a chance to have Luka, Damian Lillard, and Clay Thompson. And they picked Jimmer Fredette, Terrence Robinson, and Marvin Bagley. And I bet you don't even uh, – you probably know Jimmer Fredette. Do you even know who Marvin Bagley or I don't know Marvin Bagley. No. He went to Duke. Terrence Robinson, I couldn't tell you where he went. <laughs> but yeah, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got for uh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, did you see this? Sorry. I just saw Maybe. this in my in my picks. Um, USC is bringing the number three jersey out of retirement for Jordan Addison to wear, um, formerly worn by Carson Palmer and Keyshawn Johnson. Interesting. Yeah, I'm like, was that yeah, part of his deal to USC? Was he gets to wear number three? That's pretty funny if, that, if that's the case. Yeah, also, like, if it's a retired number, don't you have to ask permission to like, wouldn't you have to ask Carson Palmer or Keyshawn Johnson? You have to. Maybe. You probably should, but I don't know if you have to. Right. Yeah, that's a little bit strange. I don't know. Hopefully it works out for him. Because <laughs> if not, that's that's hilarious. And that's another okay. fail for another day. All right, guys. Well, appreciate you listening. Yeah. That's all I got. We'll see you on Thursday. Yep, we'll be back. Um, what is Thursday? How? What was today? The twenty third, twenty sixth. Oh, okay, it hasn't changed. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking, oh yeah, thirtieth. Thursday would be the thirtieth. Okay.
So getting close. I think the next Monday will be July 4th. We'll see if uh, Francis gets yeah. in Tennessee's class. Um, we'll be back. I don't know what we'll do. Oh, I think we have a special guest on Thursday now that I mentioned it. Awesome. So uh, be back for that. Um, we'll talk some more recruiting, more of just off-season rambling on and, until we get closer to football. And uh, y'all have a good week. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.